0: Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level Six at the next Utah Jazz home game, where there are free pop a shot games, cornhole, and foosball tables. Enjoy incredible city and mountain views while relaxing, enjoying food and drink, taking in the game, and socializing with friends. All right, PK, you got a list? Yeah. Jazz guys, one, two, three. And Joe Ingles is two. What you didn't tell us is the category. So if you're just joining us now, man, did you get in the car at the right time?
1: The category is. The category is. Well, there's uh, Tyler Johnson went on Twitter and said, "We basically we love you, Joe. We want you to stay here." Uh, after you're done playing so Mm -hmm. you can be involved. Mm -hmm. And Joe says, have DJ and PK ask me about that this morning on the radio show. And Joe has been outspoken. I would love to have Joe here in some capacity, but his family and everything is in Australia, and I think that's where he needs to be, unless he wants to stay. Uh,
0: Move the whole family over here. Everybody? <laughs> cool. know, right? <laughs> yeah. But the bigger thing. He's in, talked about this before. There's yeah. a lot of family and friends, and he just hasn't been connected with them the way he'd like because basketball has taken him around the world, yeah. to multiple countries, multiple continents. <laughs> 17 18 years of age 17 he was playing pro in Australia so he had for a couple a little of, years. Bit of the pro stuff, yeah and then he went but home. it
1: was only a couple of years right and then he, he was off to Spain and, and he said he took his sister with him so, so lonely the that the sis moved in with him yeah yeah uh, but the bigger story here is the connection that Joe has made with the fan base and that the fan base has made with him it is just absolutely remarkable I don't I've I've seen personally mm-hmm. I've experienced nothing like it to have a foreign dude who barely makes the team then ends up being a key player a few years later and then have the love affair between him and the community and vice versa it's unprecedented here So
0: the I'm I'm Oh here yeah okay
1: And if my category is in the NBA uh-huh the most beloved foreign guy who had no connection here Until he got here, and the love that is the joint love affair, it's the second greatest in NBA history. Ooh, really? Yes. 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 Foreign guy, no connection until he gets here. So does
0: Hakeem not count because of a college connection? Correct. Oh, okay, man. (laughs) What a... (laughs) Because I was going to Keem and Dirk. I was going to say that's quite the. I but, but
1: Akeem had all that time, and he was on a great team with Drexler. He had three Drexler, years of college. a local dude. Yep. So you're following the local guys yeah. if they stay local and succeed, they I, get I totally followed get more often. But if the
0: college connection DQs you from this category, well, yeah. By the
1: time he got to the Rockets, he's already had. He's already a big name in the community, big
0: time. He's yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we go with DJ's second guy then.
1: Dirk. Yeah, Dirk. Dirk. It's yeah. Dirk. Dirk coming over. And then his, having his this connection illustrious with, career, his connection with Dallas with is Dallas. awesome. That's awesome. number one. And but there's you, nobody else in the history got, of the uh, league.
0: Steve Nash moved around, so when you start looking for, you know, Canadian guy, but is he Dallas? Is he Phoenix? Phoenix, right now, I totally get it. Yeah, I was, I was DQing him there. Yeah. Pau Gasol moved around. I mean, Laker fans love Pau Gasol, but half his career was in Memphis.
1: Right, right. Joel's love affair and the connection. It is the stuff of Hollywood. (laughs) It It really really is. It's just amazing. If you
0: made it up, you wouldn't believe it. Right. And yet we saw it happen.
1: And then the thing about Gasol and and, and Nowitzki is those were star players much earlier. Joel's not a a superstar to that level that those guys were. Well, certainly
0: his path into the league. I mean, Dirk Nowitzki was a high draft pick. He should have been a higher pick in retrospect, but he was still a high pick. And
1: wasn't Gasol like the number two pick? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, he's a no-brainer. Yeah,
0: Everybody was highly skilled and had yeah. a ton of size. Right, right. Yeah, he was a no-brainer. So
1: Joe being cut by the Clippers, his wife at the time, his fiance flying over, thinking she's going to be in L.A. and he's thinking, Nah, that's it. My shot is done. I got to go to wherever. I'm 27 years of age. I got to go to fill in the country to play. Maybe go home. Maybe mm-hmm. go back to your whatever European situation. And and the Jazz call him up. And now here we are, six years later. And every year his
0: role gets bigger first make the roster and we just had a caller who yeah. wants to
1: make sure that Manu Ginobili is in this conversation I'd put Ginobili in that conversation I don't have any problem yeah, putting or Tony it. Parker I guess but see and, and I can't speak to that because I wasn't down there but did those guys connect with the community? It's almost like they canceled each other out and you had Duncan there. That was,
0: that was the reason I skipped over them was I thought it was kind of like, uh, you know, that's a glorious pie right there, but you're feeding 20 people at the party and everybody gets a sliver. I yeah. mean, they love Robinson. Oh. Well, there's an age group of fans who loves George Gervin, but they definitely loved Robinson. And James and they, Silas. And they love Duncan and Parker and Ginobili. And so I think you're just splitting up the pie.
1: Don't forget James Silas. Okay, James Silas. (laughs) (laughs) But And then Joe has a different personality, too. He puts himself out there. He's on social media. And his wife. And maybe those guys. I don't know, Ginobili's wife. Maybe if they had social media back then, she would have done it. You know what I mean? I don't know. But his wife is out there. Posting regularly, you find stuff. If you're interested to know in what Joe's wife is doing today, she'll tell you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I have literally unasked for seen pictures of Joe sweating on a treadmill in the last 48 hours. Yeah, now they because choose, she took the photo,
1: she chooses yeah. to be. Not everyone does that. And and as I say, Parker's wife, uh, what was that, uh, Eva? Eva but Long Long North North. They, they split up, they, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they split up. And I and I really haven't gotten over that. That was that was a tough one. Uh, and plus, Popovich just makes everything so dreary. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know if they think that in San Antonio.
1: <laughs> it's I'm trying to think of other foreign players. Life should be easier, Greg. I don't who, know had I a, tell you. who had a tie? I think you have it in other sports. I think David Ortiz had it with Boston. Oh, yeah. And probably Pedro. And I think Mar- Mariano Rivera has it with New York. So in baseball... They've had football. You don't have a lot of foreign players because they don't play football. Right. In most places. I think Ichiro had it in Seattle.
0: Yes. And hockey's probably got it all over the oh, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got so many guys. Yeah. Who are foreign players. Right.
1: Yeah. Particularly, yeah, the influx of the Canadians at the very least. Uh, so this is so phenomenal that people would tweet at him. And he's still got a few years to go, and they're already. I don't know what the word would be. They already want him to stay after he's done. he's not done. He's got probably two or three years to go, if not more. Well,
0: the Jazz would hope so, since they've signed him and they're going to pay him for a
1: couple more years. Yeah. And you're already worried. Worried is probably the best word. You're worried that he's going to leave us. I mean, basically, they all leave you. The statues left you. Warnesek left you. Thurl stayed. Thurl did stay, because he married a local person. Yeah. But
0: there are very few jazz guys in the
1: community. Eden. They, they Eaton. They basically,
0: Mark Eaton stayed, you're right. Uh, they mostly moved back to where, where they, they grew from. up or where their parents have settled or whatever. I mean, Jeff didn't grow up in Phoenix, but.
1: But he played there. Yeah,
0: he did. His kids grew up there. Yeah. Carl moved back across the state line from where he grew up, but yeah. not very far away. Yeah. B. Russ went, went back to Southern California. And I don't blame him for that. Yeah. Adam mm-hmm. Keefe went back to Southern California and sent his kids to Stanford. Wait, I've seen this movie. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. multiple kids. Yeah. He's got a freshman on the uh, Stanford's uh, team now. Uh, I think his name is James. Uh, but uh, he's on that team. And so, yeah, so that happens. And so it's reasonable to expect Joe to go back. Uh, I would love to see him, impl- impl- if nothing more than just be an ambassador. Hey, Joe Ingles will be up by Portal 5 tonight.
0: (laughs) 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 Stay away from Portal 5 unless you want an autograph, because it's going to be crowded.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I heard he did a thing at, where was it? Uh, Supermarket? Yeah. It was a grocery store. And it was just packed. Packed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I heard somebody say they were surprised, and I didn't want to get into it, but I'm like,
1: why were you surprised? (laughs) Really? They were surprised? By how big the turnout was. It was the was, connection that Joe Engels has massive. made with this community is absolutely remarkable. It is it is so incredible that this is, this is what it's about. All you got to do is give a little. Now, Joe probably gives more than a little back to the community. But the love affair, I think it's got to be top five in franchise history.
0: That's what I thought the question was when you teased it in the last segment. Jazz players who've connected with the market personally.
1: Did Stockton really connect?
0: That's the thing. I was gonna say that the, love, the number one, it was awesome. When you were it, that's two different things, right? Yeah. And Stockton Malone, I mean the you just can't say enough about what they did for in what America is a mid sized market and what in the NBA is a smaller market. I mean they established it, locked it down. And made this a thing in town.
1: Yeah, they're the godfathers. Oh, my right.
0: gosh. And, and then, uh, you know, off the court or next to the court, you know, what Sloan did and certainly what Larry Miller did building the arena. You know, and they just they locked it down and they made this thing financially stable going forward for years. They are still cashing in on investments that those four made. They, we, the local sports media, I mean, you know, the, 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 the ripples just go out. You I know, love you, ripples. Yeah, you throw you throw a rock in the lake and the ripples go forever, right? But connection, and that's where well, I thought you, you were going to go. Can and I thought it was going to be ripples in
1: the water. Hornacek, it just doesn't have to be a rock.
0: Hornacek one, and then Joe two. And I was going to debate because you were saying there wasn't a third. I thought so. He's thinking Hornacek because we were here for it and we saw it happen. But I was thinking ah, thorough three that'll be a good argument because I thought that's where you were going. I didn't realize you were going foreign players all across the NBA.
1: Thurl with the connection to the community. Oh my
0: gosh, Thurl, yeah, absolutely. Doing the pre-half and post with uh, he and Pace, and but watching not... people who line up for Thurl's autograph. But is now, that
1: more, as a player or oh, as they a show up, They show
0: up with uh, well, it's it's both. You know, it's all of the above. But I mean, the number of people who would show up with retro jazz souvenirs, uh, a playing card, a photo. Uh, that had been taken, that they wanted autographed. Uh, some piece of memorabilia, you know, from his era. Okay. It was it was on and on, night after night, year after year. I mean, Pace, there's, there's nothing better than when you get a relationship with somebody where you feel like you can just bust their chops nonstop, because then you're really tight. And Pace and Thurl have that. I mean, they just have that to the... I don't know, whatever, 100, to the 100. And even Pace wouldn't. you keep in hip? Even Pace. I'm I'm a little
1: uncomfortable when you do that.
0: Yeah, I know. That was the goal. Uh, (laughs) Even Pace wouldn't bust Thurl's chops about that because even Pace found it impressive.
1: Yeah, and Thurl makes himself available. He does.
0: He's a a, a man of the people. And Joe makes himself available on the radio every week, and that's a
1: big part of it. You know,
0: but they also. But Thurl love... was a
1: college star. He was, and, yeah, and it seems more right. natural. Joe was some dude at yeah, Australia. Was,
0: Thurl was a college star. He, he won one of the most legendary NCAA yeah. tournament championships of all time. He's a high draft pick you know, wildly gifted, whereas Joe was this guy trying to find a spot in the league right. and just hang and he's on, a, He's a and it dude. just, it got better, well, now he's not hanging on, he's actually legitimately in a rotation. I know, it's amazing. Right, yeah. it's like, he's the fifth best, no,
1: he's the fourth best, he's the th- you know, now he's closing games. I mean, the second the Jazz drafted throw you knew he was going to play big minutes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because he was just that, he was that good.
0: All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. So Joe's coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll talk with him then. Craig Bowlerjack is coming up next. The Jazz are back at it tomorrow night. Jazz and the Spurs and then back-to-back with the Rockets on the weekend. Five straight home games. We'll talk with Bowler about that stretch next. Stay with us. And now,
2: attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 12.80 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: The Utah State Aggies pick up the victory. They win by 20 over Wyoming. Up by 15 at half. They cruise to their 22nd win. The Aggies will be off this weekend. They have a bye in Mountain West play and will host San Jose State middle of next week. College basketball tonight. Utes and Cougars are going at it. Cougars at 7 o'clock at home against Santa Clara. You can watch the game on CBS Sports Network at the Marriott Center at 7. And then at 8.30, It's Utah and UCLA on FS1 at the Huntsman Center. NBA action tonight, six games in the NBA. In the West, the Rockets and Warriors playing the nightcap on TNT. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Ken Garf Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Get a new Jeep or Ram for less at Ken Garf West Valley Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Visit them today.
2: This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you
0: want. My kids, when they commit to a university and a coach, I'm going to help them understand that just because transfers open up all across the country and you've got a one-time transfer, it still
1: limits a huge portion of a team from transferring because not everybody's got scholarships to just welcome transfers. You better really think this through. This cannot be a knee-jerk
0: thing for you because what you're going to end up is without a scholarship. And,
3: and there's kids in the portal that left they thinking they'd find somewhere and they're still hanging in the portal. Yeah,
0: I think there's a large group of kids that think, well, I'm going to go in the portal and everybody's going to love me. You better be a Devontae Henry Cole kind of situation where... As
3: soon as your name hit, you had phone calls from everybody.
2: Yep. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are joined now by the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bullerjack. And he is on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung. Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you.
1: It's radio voice TV face. Not well, TV that's, voice.
0: That's actually, he is the TV voice. But I get your point. Bowler, good morning. Thank goodness, because what a face! How are the pipes, Bowler? (laughs) Hey guys, how are you?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, good. I'm ready to go. Let's uh, let's play two. Yeah, Uh, Friday, Saturday. Why not? PK, how are you? DJ.
1: We are eager to get hoop back.
3: Let's go! Yeah. Let's go! Let's go! You
0: don't realize how much a part of your life it is until it isn't there. Like, man, I'm spending a lot of oh, time watching amazing. the NBA.
3: You know, you step away and it's good, and you think, okay, your, your mind still is focused on it uh, during the break uh, because you know what's ahead, and you got 28 games to go and five more at home, uh, which is uh, the longest home stand of the year, including the one uh, prior to the All Star break uh, with Miami. So. Yeah, then you got the another long road trip. One more, one more long road trip. Uh, you know, starting the month of March. But March is, hey, March is uh, that's that's a pretty brutal every other day schedule. So, take advantage of home while you're here.
1: Oh, for sure with these 5 games coming up right off the bat. I mean, they can really solidify themselves. I guess they can go south, too. But my thought is if you find a way to go 5 and 0 for the rest of the season, you're going to be battling for the second seed.
3: Yeah, I would agree. And then you have to hit the road for Cleveland, uh, which is in turmoil, Uh, as we know. uh, New York turmoil, Boston. uh, You know, we'll see them what twice in what ten days. Uh, So we'll see, you know, how that goes in Detroit. I mean, those are winnable ball games. Obviously, PK's just, you know, as you know, on the road than Toronto. I'm just looking ahead. Oklahoma City on the road. That's a one-nighter. New Orleans, Memphis here, Lakers here, and then the Lakers there and then back to play Minnesota, then you just – it's like a ping-pong match, man. It's one home, one away, one home, one away to kind of finish out the month with Atlanta, Chicago, and Cleveland. So, yeah, there's a lot of winnable games on that schedule. Um, They've been through a pretty brutal stretch, and there's, you know, like you said, take advantage while you can, while you're fresh, you come home. And you start with San Antonio and Houston on a Friday-Saturday. And, uh, you know, get off to a good start. And the guys I know go back to work and uh, meet up and practice at, what, later this afternoon at 1 o'clock. So everybody gets back to town and try to, you know, refocus their uh, their thoughts back to the game.
0: When last we left you, you know, like one of those uh, (laughs) TV shows from your youth, when last we left you. (laughs) Mike Conley was everybody's uh favorite uh target. He was just uh, you know, he was everything that was wrong with the Jazz. Holy cow, you could just watch Twitter just light up. But watching the the handful of games they played in February, and I know it's a small sample size, it's four or five games, but there's this run where he averages twenty points and five rebounds and five assists. As, you know, like he's looking good against the Rockets. I don't know if you're aware, but the Jazz have had problems with the Rockets. And they won uh, that yeah. game. And he had a great game. And I'm thinking, a couple, I think several things happened here that got him off to a slow start. One... You know, different team, different teammates. He had this pick-and-pop guy. Now it's a pick-and-roll guy, right? And he doesn't have the ball in his hands as much because Donovan needs the ball and Joe needs the ball and, and uh, Bogdanovich is going to get his shots. And so it's different. So there's that. And then it's slowed down because he gets hurt and he doesn't play. And also, I think early on, he was out there with, with teammates and, and the bench wasn't good enough. And whether it was Joe Stats or it was Conley's Stats or Donovan Mitchell, you know, when they're playing three on five or four on five because there's a guy or two who just aren't good enough offensively and they aren't getting defended, it made it everybody's life harder. Well, now when you're out there, it's five on five. They're not playing three on five. They got a bunch of guys, and he's adapted to the team, and he's gotten healthy, and maybe it'll just turn out to be four or five games, but I don't think so. It feels to me like he's turned a corner here and things are clicking. How much of that are you buying, and how much is that? Well, that's just what people want to buy, and we ought to all calm down.
3: Uh, Boy, that's a a great question. Again, uh, there was that break after that streak as you mentioned, DJ, with the 20 and nearly 5. Uh, and then, of course, the rest night and then the, 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 the ill night, um, you know, the flu night, whatever you want to call it, and then the all-star break. And so, you know, it's, again, we haven't seen Mike for a while. Uh, and the Jazz, you know, won those games. So you may, I think the most interesting point uh, that you made or the comment was shots, touches, and uh, who needs a ball in their hands. And I, I still think that's really part of the adjustment that I know people go crazy thinking that this time of year you still make adjustments. But let's go back to the point you made about health and him out of the lineup. The Jazz really rolling without him integrating him back in and then figuring out who's going to touch the ball, who gets the shots because your point is Donovan has to have the ball in his hands, right? Joe's a better player with the ball in his hands because he facilitates Rudy Gobert and also can knock down the three. But Donovich has to have his shots. And then you have Mike Conley in that mix. And so that's part of this whole issue too of who handles a ball, who has the most shots on a particular night. And of course, you know, the team having to understand Quinn's decision on who finishes games, who's hot at that particular time, and who's not. And they have to accept that role. So I think all that becomes part of this whole equation of the season is Mike's been in and out, uh, and then you have to reintegrate, and then you have to make adjustments. And how many guys like to do that once they find their own rhythm, then back off and have to give up shots to allow Mike to find his game complicated. You know, it sounds easier than it is, but it's not because everybody has rhythm and they, you know, they, they get into that shot selection PK of like it's mine, it's, you know, and I understand what play we're running and then another player comes in and feels like he has to kind of maybe prove himself again. And so, I think it's just been kind of a season of ups and downs and flows of adjustments. There's a lot of offense as you mentioned though, DJ. A lot of offensive opportunities and a lot of guys who want the ball because they can shoot the ball and why the Jazz are number one in percentage in three-point shooting. So the offense is there, and then sometimes the defense struggles, as we've seen as well. So I'm anxious to see him get back on the floor and see where they are. And if Mike's healthy, how that continues to the next 28.
1: Yeah, you mentioned all valid points and everything you say, and you go Conley, we all agree, Uh, Bogdanovich, you didn't really mention him, but you'd put him in there, and obviously Joe and Donovan. And to me, the wild card is Clarkson, and you didn't even bring him up. How does he fit in?
3: Well, Moutier too, right? I mean, look what Moutier was able to do on a couple of short stints on the floor with Clarkson. That was a totally different uh, pace of game. Uh, Pk that the Jazz gave opponents when Moody and Clarkson were on the floor together. Both those players have a really innate ability to just uh, attack. Uh, they are guys who need the ball in their hands and they rarely give it up. Right, they're more like professional shooters and scores, I guess. And that was a different combination that I don't think a lot of defenses were adjusting too well in the uh, prior to the All Star break. So, Moody is another guy that has shown. He deserves minutes, but where do you put him, right? How do you work it out? There's not enough minutes and enough shots to go around. But that's a great point, too. Clarkson has been an absolute buzzsaw since coming over in the trade with the Cavs for Exum. And you have to allow him on the floor as well. That's a great point.
0: I don't mind the Moutier question about where you get a minute so much because I think over the course of an NBA season, the odds of everybody being healthy are just so slim. They are just so slim. And I also think on the second night of back-to-backs, when a team lacks a little spark or something, so whoever the odd man out is, and right now it looks like Moutier, I think that that's where... If you have a savvy agent and you got savvy coaches, or maybe the guy's a veteran he already knows, it's like, listen, right. somebody's going to get hurt or there's going to be a back-to-back. I just got to be ready because my chance, it's, it's coming.
3: The odds are stacked yeah. in my favor. I'm going to get a yeah, little and, here. and he's proven that, right? Yeah. I mean, he jumped yeah. off the bench and was instant offense when, uh, when Conley took the rest night. And I'm anxious to see if that continues this weekend, right? Because the Spurs are in town tomorrow and then the Rockets on Saturday. Will the Jazz stay true to form? with the protocol for Conley to rest his knee. so And that, again, allows Moutier and Clarkson even more rotation minutes. So, again, we'll see. I mean, it's, uh, it's Quinn's show, and uh, we'll see how it works out. But it's, it's going to be a quite, a, quite a push, and I think you're right, too, with the way the schedule's built in March. There's a lot of games, and you may see it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the league, along with the Jazz, decide to use any of the rest protocol along the way or if they just fight and fight uh to try to grab that number 2 spot, cuz the 2 spot um and some say why not make it to you know why not beat the Lakers out. Well, you're going to have to play uh near perfect you know, basketball the rest of the way, but the 2 spot seems more reasonable and that's a pretty sweet spot too if you get into the uh second round of the playoffs and then maybe a western conference shot at the Lakers. So uh yeah. we'll see.
1: Let's hope uh the as you look at it uh... Post-trade deadline and some trickling as far as buyouts, it looks like Houston and the Clippers of the contenders are the ones that made the most significant changes. How do you see those two playing out with the changes and the additions that they've made?
3: Yeah, that's uh, something, P.K., that, again, teams are, those two teams are looking for that one final little piece, and we know Jeff Green, right? Uh, and, and, and can he actually still, being off the floor for the last three months, nearly three months uh, you know give them a little sense of something off the bench maybe um, you know Joe Johnson tried that as well and it, it wasn't as successful as probably people had hoped but still you know it's it's. I think it's just a piece that they look for a specialized player to push him over the hump in a tight game or just a few extra minutes off the bench uh, with a couple of buckets here and there and a rebound so and leadership too I think comes into play if, uh, if that can you know, also be a, a locker room guy that uh, can solidify a few things. So um, Clippers tough. Houston's trying to you know strengthen themselves, and uh, obviously we get uh, our own you know straight up look at them on on Saturday night. So uh, you know the Jazz stood pat. I think they're you know they're, they have to you know play with what they've got. I think their their move, as we know, was made with Clarkson uh, much earlier in the season, and that turned out to be a, a home run in my book. So. I think the Jazz are who they are, and and, and um, hopefully less mistakes, less turnovers, and a little more continuity along the way, I think, uh, put the Jazz in a good position, especially with the five games coming up at home. Man, take advantage of that in the home crowd, for sure.
0: So I always, uh, whenever somebody's lost, I'm always looking for the revenge angle, but that's because, you know, I've got a petty personality, and you know that as well yeah, as yeah, huh? Well, possibly P.K. <laughs> knows it better, and he
3: always points it out, so he's on it. Well, you uh, guys have been working together so but, long. You guys, right. you know, hit each other up all the time, man. Exactly. Because, yeah, I'm, so I'm a saying.
0: <laughs> so I'm curious. I'm curious. The jazz lost in San Antonio. How much does that matter the first game
3: out of the break? I think it's downplayed, but in reality, let's be honest, what athletes, a professional athlete doesn't want to say, hey, look, um, we're better than you. Uh, I, you know, I, Quinn would probably say one game at a time, we don't focus on that. But internally, yeah, come on. We're all competitive. You better be at this level, right? I mean, Houston's going to be upset because Bogdanovich hit a, hit a three ball, right? I mean, all those things come into play. It better because that's why you play the game, because you're competitive. You're a competitor. Uh, and I would say, yes, absolutely. I mean, all, everyone knows uh, who beat whom on the last time out and, you know, would love to, you know, have payback. I think players play it down. but In reality, you know, from my sensibility of, uh, over the years in sport, we all know competition is is, is one, number one. That's why you go out and play it every night.
0: Craig Bolojack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, joining us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.
1: I'm wondering what uh, Quinn Snyder does as far as you mentioned so many guys with the rotation, and it is yeah. there. And all, even Moutier, obviously, has been deserving of time. And normally, as the season winds down and you progress in the playoffs, rotations become shorter. But, you know, for years, the lot of jazz talking about the strength of the team being the team. Do you think he'll shorten it or keep it as is?
3: B.K., that's uh, strange. You say that because I've already made a list of questions to kind of get a feel for what his, you know, his status, philosophy, and and moving forward attitude is. Number one on my list is rotation. You are, are you are astute? Uh, I, I don't know, but I would think with the talent they have, you can do a lot of different things on, with different teams and rotations. That's the beauty of having a number of guys who can play, but also. The, the fear of do you alienate anybody and I don't think the jazz through all they've been through this year and who we know them as this you know bona fide solid team concept approach I don't know if anybody gets too uh, outside the the box with minutes and as long as they're winning right winning cures a lot of uh, a lot of questions and a lot of ills so but I think that's the number one thing how does he do it um, does he try to? keep guys in fluid rotation minutes or if you chop them up you do take the chance of having somebody lose some of that tempo uh just to appease a guy to play six uh instead of playing a guy who deserves more minutes because he's you know got a hot hand i'm anxious too pk to see if he stays with the donovan rotation when he's he comes down earlier in the first quarter or if he plays him longer uh, maybe actually, you know, puts him into this, you know, makes may, maybe starts him early into the second quarter and rotates Clarkson back in. I don't know. There's a lot of questions to be answered. And, uh, again, we'll get some answers tomorrow night. But it's a great one. And I, one I'm going to, you know, I'll dig at uh, practice and shoot around to see. And we'll we'll kind of understand, too, in the next couple of games what Quinn's philosophy is going to be.
0: Bowler, as always, good to hear from you. And we will see you at the
3: games. All right, guys. Great talking to you. See you soon.
0: Craig Bullerjack on the call on Jazz Games. Friday night, it's the Spurs. Saturday night, it's the Rockets. Monday night, it's the Suns. The games are coming fast and furious now. The break is over.
1: Yeah, it is, absolutely. It's time to get back. And it's really time to focus in now because you got 28 to go. And it's crazy because you look at where they are today. The second seed is a realistic possibility, and I might even say the sixth and seventh seed is a realistic possibility if it goes the other way.
0: Yes, absolutely. Nobody wants to talk about that. I get that. But when you do the math on it, yeah, absolutely, you could screw this up.
1: As a fan, to me, that's exciting. Right. Have so much at stake all the time. But second place is there, and
0: I really think that the offensive stuff, and from Joe's shots to Conley's uh, performance to Rudy's free throws, you know, people go whatever. But, man, you look at the offensive numbers, this team isn't good. This team is excellent offensively. I think the drama and the room to improve and uh, whether they get to second or not in the West and whether they get to a conference finals, it's going to come down to what they do at the defensive end because they're going to be really good at the offensive end. They are right there with the Bucks and the Lakers. There's some numbers you can look at, and they are excellent. But defensively, that'll, that'll be the question. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Joe Ingles is going to join us coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Stay tuned for that. We've had people uh, saying, well, I, I'm going to be at work. I'm not going to be able to hear it. Will you post that so I can listen to it later? Yuck, you want to tell them how you post every hour, every day. And it's not just you. It's every show. Yeah. 1280thezone.com. Craig Bullerjack's interview that we just did it is already posted. There it is. And then later... Yeah. When the hour is done, you'll post the whole hour. Also, yeah, hours one and two are already up. The interview with Zach Celius from earlier this morning's up. Our what is trending segment is up, so you can catch everything and anything we talk. I'm about. up. You are. <laughs> you are up. You know what you're up for? Hoops. You got three games to watch in two days. Feeling good about that?
1: Three games in two days.
0: Well, you got the Cougars to watch tonight. Make sure they take care of business at home, Santa Clara. CBS Sports Network, 7 o'clock, Marriott Center, if you want to go. You got the Utes, whereas BYU's trying to lock up an NCAA bid.
1: Yeah, well, and the a Utes are trying was crazy this year. Right. Utes, Utes playing could UCLA. Be a and UCLA
0: programs. UCLA sucked early. They were terrible. Yeah. They had some hideous losses. Now they got a new coaching staff going in there. And they're clearly making progress. They're a game out of first place. There are six teams at the top of the league separated by one game. Right. So there's somebody who's within a game of first place or a half game or tied for first place who's going to be the sixth seed. Or maybe they'll drop me the 7 or 8 seed in the conference tournament. And
1: that's highly unusual.
0: Yes. But it's really bunched up at the top of the league. A lot of 4 and 5 lost teams. Yeah. But UCLA's in that mix. And for the Utes, who've been a disaster on the road, they've been really good at home. So can they get, come back home, get that form again against the UCLA team that uh, beat them pretty easily down in Pauley Pavilion? Well, oh, they have an
1: opportunity to play a spoiler to both uh, both L.A. schools. They're both in the mix.
0: Jack them up. Yeah. So that's at 8.30 tonight. And that's on FS1, the BOU games on CBS Sportsnet. And then you got the Jazz tomorrow night. So you got three games in two days.
1: Extend it out. Then I've got uh, six games in, in three, three days. Three days! Sweet! <laughs> you can just take that as as far as you want, yeah.
0: Actually, but, are the youth Sunday this week? They are. Yeah, okay. So it'll be six games in four days. But you can find some other game on Saturday to fill in. You'll be fine.
1: Wolverines, buddy. There it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is now the time of year. Football's definitely over. Baseball hasn't started. It is now.
0: Basketball, front and center. Yeah,
1: for the next six weeks for sure. It's undivided. There's some spring football in there. But for the next six weeks... March Madness. uh, I'm all over it, yeah. And it it really... Once we get post-All-Star, then everything matters. I mean, it matters all the time. All... Anyway, I get that. But it's more heightened because now you're jockeying. Utah basketball is not really jockeying for, I guess maybe they're jockeying for seeding to see if they can win a game down in Vegas. Most likely they have a a Wednesday game. Uh, The Cougars are jockeying for seeding. In the NCAA tournament, and they still have to hold off St. Mary's. They don't have—they don't have second place locked up by they, any stretch.
0: They do not. Oh. No. Although then, both teams have to play Gonzaga, okay. and yeah, St. Mary's yeah. has to play them on the road, uh, I, to play I understand him at that,
1: uh, and uh, the opportunity to get that. Although you know, you're probably going to have to play them on that Monday in Vegas anyway, whether no matter what your seat is. So uh, you know that that's a huge game when we get there. And then the Jazz now, every game, every night for the entire Western Conference uh, is going to matter because this thing is so bunched up, just like the Pac-12 is at the top. And the Jazz have had a crazy season in that, you know, you win 10 in a row, you win 19 of 21, then you lose five in a row out of nowhere, then you win four in (laughs) a row. So it is so bizarre, these hot and colds. This is a Katy Perry. You're hot and you're cold. You're in and you're out. You're up and you're down. You're inside and out. You know what I'm saying? Well, you got something to
0: play coming back there, Yuck. (laughs) Actually, I do know which. You change
1: your mind. Change your clothes. Uh, uh, I kissed a girl and I liked it. Okay, that's another KP tune (laughs) a little earlier. I actually like that tune a little bit better. Although it has, you know, it has a little, you know, the same gender thing going on. Did you hear Elizabeth Warren on Bloomberg? No. Oh man, that quote. I'll read that quote, and it sounds like she's talking about Trump because it's he's all anti-woman and this and that. But then she says, "And I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about Michael Bloomberg." Oh, I did hear that. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. She get How about you? How about you uh, lighten up on the old non-disclosure stuff and let <laughs> us hear their stories.
1: I love it. And they're, they're supposed to be a united party. And it's the same. It didn't matter the party. But be, when the president is a Republican, that the Democrats have to eat each other alive. And then it's reverse. He was a punching bag. in, in the. Yeah. Uh, not that I watched one second of it. But uh, I just saw it. Saw the clips. Yeah. A lot of people went after him. All right. When we come back.
0: Maybe Joe Ingles. Yacht, can you nail it down in the 9 o'clock hour? Or just kinda, we're just kind of available. We're looking more towards 9.30. All right. Like. Joe Ingles is coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. 9.30-ish, Yach believes. Stay with us. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.